I am going to drink until someone is hot enough to make out with. Thank you, Caroline. And thank you for listening to TVDJK, the show that's for us to host and for you to dot, dot, dot. I am Jack, a.k.a. J. And I'm Kale, a.k.a. K. And today we have Lilla, my 11-year-old daughter, with us as our guest. And I'm very excited to bring her in because she's just as obsessed as we are. Say hi, Lilla. Say hi, Lil. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Of course I will. So today we'll be covering chapter three, The Girl, which contains uh, episode, or season one, episode six, Lost Girls, and season one, episode seven, Haunted. But before we do that, I think uh, we should ask our friend Lilla about her origin story, so to speak, with the show. If you want to share anything about how you came to start loving it, uh, because everyone's story is different, and we like to hear them all. So He's asking about your origin story. So, like, how did you start watching Vampire Diaries? Like, so, I was obviously obsessed, and I was re-watching it so many times. Oh, yeah. And I feel like you would catch bits and pieces of episodes, and you started getting more into yeah. it. And then you were like, do you just want to restart Vampire Diaries? And I was like... <laughs> Uh, okay. (laughs) So we watched it. The greatest question of all time. Yeah, we watched it from the beginning, and we watched all the way through. And we got through it pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and she's just You didn't do it in one week together? No. (laughs) No, no, no. That would be impressive. Right. Do you, Lilla, do you you remember um, what it was, that first kind of clicked in your brain like this is a show that I really really love oh uh I love the episode Miss Mystic Falls oh right right I didn't know that yeah and like once we got there and she saw that she was just like I'm sold (laughs) (laughs) like I love it (laughs) it was just amazing when Elena and Damon dance because (laughs) Stefan doesn't show up. Yes. Oh, what a scene. What a scene that is. Yeah, I think that really got her. (laughs) Really pulled her in. Would you ever want to do one of those pageants that they, that every southern town seems to have? Or is that not really your thing? Mm. Right answer. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave, just leave it to, just leave it to Caroline. Yeah. (laughs) Neither would, would I. I would not want to do it. The, the, for some reason, the thing I always, like, so much happens in that episode, obviously, but the thing I always remember is, I think it's just some random fell cousin. It's like the montage of interviews that they're doing, and she says something like, just because my community service was mandated because of my DUI doesn't mean I was any less committed. <laughs> just because my DUI made my community service mandatory doesn't mean I was any less committed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I always remember that one. One of those, like, she's probably going to win our uh, throwaway character award because, yes. oh, great stuff. It's so good. It is. And also, I think um, Lilla also was sucked in by a couple other episodes this season that really, like, got her into it. I'd say probably 162 candles yes. and then um, Bloodlines. Those mm-hmm. are I was I was going to ask if Bloodlines was another one. Yeah. So those those are, those are season 1 episode 8 which has Stefan's birthday and Lexi visits 
Uh, and then season mm-hmm. one, episode 11, when Damon and Elena take their road trip. Both classics. Uh, there's a lot yeah, of good single it. episodes in season one, but I would probably pick those two. I also love Unpleasantville. Is Which that is the one fun. with... Um, oh, oh no, that's the one with the decade dance. Okay, yeah, that is a great episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, uh, we get Elena breaking a broom over her knee. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Alaric introducing himself to Damon and asking one too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, nosy. I'm sorry, nosy. I don't mean to pry. <laughs> okay, so... I think we can get into the episodes proper now. For season one, episode six, Lost Girls, Elena has just discovered the horrifying truth about Stefan, but before we can see the ill-fated lover's confrontation, there's a flashback to 1864, where a human Stefan greets the just-arriving Catherine Pierce. Back in the present, Stefan tries to get through to Elena, eventually eventually getting her to agree to give him a day to explain everything. Meanwhile, Damon is indignant about Stefan withholding his daylight ring and tears up the Salvatore mansion, specifically Stefan's room, while getting blood drunk and dancing with Vicky, what you might call a cracking good time, as Liz and Logan investigate the trail of bodies he left behind. More flashbacks shed light on Catherine's relationship with the brothers. She pursued both of them, fed on them, and then compelled them to forget what she was, or so we're told. Vicky grapples with the confusion of becoming a vampire, worrying Matt and Jeremy with her erratic behavior before slipping away again. The tense day culminates in a violent encounter in the woods near the cemetery, where Stefan gets shot with a wooden bullet, Logan dies from one hell of a neck chomp, and Vicky finally completes the turning process. The episode ends with a heartbreaking Selena split, is technically the first appearance of Catherine, and is the last appearance of both Vicky and Logan as humans. In Haunted, Stefan does his best to help Vicky adapt to her new eternal hunger, for some reason involving Elena, and Damon splits time between investigating the looming threat of the Founders Council and sabotaging his brother's pathetic pedagogical efforts. Bonnie's starting to learn a bit about witchcraft from her grams, but they haven't gone to the good stuff yet. That is, until later at the school Halloween event, when Damon tries to yank Emily Bennett's necklace off Bonnie's neck and it burns his hand. After returning home to a bewildered Matt, Vicky is on the loose at the event as well, with Jeremy, Elena, and Stefan all trying to find her before she hurts anyone. The night concludes in tragedy, however, as Vicky cannot stop herself from feeding on Jeremy and then Elena, leading Stefan to brutally stake and kill her. Broken after lying to Matt's face and seeing Jeremy overcome with grief, Elena asks Damon to compel away her brother's memories, and then tells Stefan that despite what it means, she can't lose what she feels for him. And this episode has the last appearance of Vicky Donovan as an alive or undead individual. We start again with Elena's monologue repeated from the last episode. It doesn't have the song, the same song underneath it, but it's pretty much the exact same lines. And it all goes pretty much the same way as the end of the last episode did until Stefan opens the door and we get our first flashback which is to Mystic Falls in 1864, everyone's favorite time to look back on. (laughs) (laughs) And we see Catherine for the first time. And, well, we all love Catherine. I'm sure that goes without saying. Yes. And Nina can truly rock a corset and a bat and a, um, what's the thing called? The, 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 yeah, it's like a tr- like a trundle skirt or something like that. I could I could I could I could do without the hat, but you know, 
era appropriate yeah. and everything. Uh, and I was actually, so we briefly mentioned this last episode, Kale and I both listened to another podcast called Our Vampire Diaries. Um, that's hosted by Bethany and Alyssa. I'm not sure what their last names are, but they're from Australia. It's a really good show. They have a lot of yes. great energy that our, uh, old souls just cannot mm. muster. <laughs> so if you, if you, if you need a good, uh, a dose of adrenaline with your vampire diaries discussion, definitely check their show out. But they said, they've said a few things that I've never really thought about. And one of them that's relevant here is that it would have been pretty shocking if this was the first time, not only that we saw Catherine, but that we learned that she looked exactly like Elena. Oh yeah. Because we, I mean, we see the the picture right away in the pilot, and there, that's sort of like an ongoing mystery, you know, like why does she look exactly like Catherine? But I think it's sort of, I don't know, like they introduce it early, but I don't think it's like intriguing enough to be sustain yeah. itself, I guess. And I and I and I just wonder, you know, what it what it would have been like if they've been talking about Catherine this whole time, and then you see. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, like, I I feel like you kind of put that in the back of your head for a little bit. Like, we see Catherine in the first episode. You don't right. really look at that picture much again. I think Damon goes and looks at it in this episode, actually. Yeah. Um, when... Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's like you don't ever, you like just kind of remember that. So this is like the first time we see her had we not seen that photo. And that's a really good point. Like that would have been pretty shocking. When they're in Stefan's room destroying it when they're dancing, uh <laughs> That's Damon when he picks looks up at the, the picture. Photo and looks at it. Yeah. Yeah, and you can you can just see his, you know, carefree mask slip when he looks at it cuz she has such a hold over him still. Yeah, she does. And I think this is finally the time where okay. I can talk about <laughs> my so theory. Lil, have you heard? Has has your mom told you about this? No. <laughs> the thing that's going to win me the, the Pulitzer Prize someday, <laughs> I'm sure, uh, is that I am pretty sure that Damon is sired to Catherine, or was, rather. Because uh, it was her blood who, that turned him, and he was in love with her before. Or at least thought he was. I don't think it really matters if it's love or like infatuation. Yeah. I think both can result. And so it was. It, there's always like this like weird mystery of like apparently the sire bond's rare, but somehow Damon has sired two people in his lifetime, which doesn't exactly imply that it's that rare. And I wonder if him being sired also makes him more likely to sire people. And that was just you know something I thought that. The show doesn't say explicitly, but yeah. also doesn't explicitly disprove, at least not that I'm aware of. I love that theory, and ever since you told me that, I've just been like, yes, that's what it is. I've decided. <laughs> like, I'm shocked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to, like, we'll have to see going through this rewatch if there are, like, specific moments where she ever commands him to do something or something like that. I wouldn't, yeah. I can't you know, rattle off any off the top of my head, but just the way that he comes undone whenever she's involved. And, and I get that, you know, vampires love hard and everything, mm -hmm. but 150 years is a long time to 
not only be pining over someone, but actively preparing to, you know, get them back. Oh, yeah. Like, he was, like, actively devoted to her for that long without any, like, proof that she was alive or anything, like, other than he knew that she was supposedly trapped down there. And in the, the season two premiere, he talks a lot of trash about her. I mean, he insults her, like, before he actually sees her, he insults her and acts like, you know, she's the enemy and they're going to get her or whatever. But as soon as she actually meets him and they start making out, he totally falls apart and he's like, all right, uh, you know, I just need to ask you one thing and just has to know whether she loves him or not. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's weird that it can have, like, such a counterbalance of him you know, I feel like he's had so much time to be able to cover up those feelings. And so mm-hmm. he sort of knows how to do it, but not to the point where he can do it to her face. Oh, yeah. So I think, yeah, and the Sarban sort of explains that. And I think um, we, uh, in our other rewatch, we just uh, did the episode with Finn and Sage. And I wonder if that was a similar thing. Yeah. Because, I mean... The greatest mystery of the show is why Sage likes Finn so much. (laughs) And that would definitely explain that. So funny. And, you know, it makes me think about, like, when that scene happens that you mentioned with Catherine and Damon where he's like, I want to know just one thing. And she's like, no, like, I didn't love you. It was always Stefan or whatever. Like, that reminds me so much of Damon telling Charlotte to, um, like, you know, get over him and move on. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very similar, which would explain, like, the sire bond, if that was actually the thing between them. Like, it feels like Catherine was trying to set him free. I I wonder, I mean, I doubt, I'm glad she never figured it out, because, oh boy, she would definitely have used that to her advantage. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I think that all spiraled from the flashback discussion. So after, so that's the, we just, yeah, we see uh, Nina as Catherine for the first time and then the title card hits. And we also see that Stefan was totally on his way to stake Damon because the subtitle very clearly states, sets down stake (laughs) and you hear the like wood clatter. So that's interesting because I mean, I think they've, they, they say a few times, like, oh, I wanted to kill my brother a lot. I've never actually done it. But he, you know, th- this situation, he comes home, finds Zach dead. He knows that not only is Damon free, but he's also probably going to retaliate for, you know, Stefan pulling one over on him. And I guess that explains, like, the extreme reaction. But I still don't think that he actually would do it, even if Elena yeah. hadn't come and to stop him. like... It's such a contrast, though, like, him hating his brother in this moment so much that he's making a stake and, like, planning to use it versus 522 when he thinks, you know, Damon's dead forever because he was on the other side. And he's sitting on that bench in the cemetery talking to Catherine about, like, he should be here. Like, how did I let this happen, basically? And... It's just such a huge contrast, like, how much they grew from this episode to then. You said he's talking to Catherine? No, Caroline, I'm sorry. Oh, all right, all right. Yes. Yeah, that was a... That uh, was a 
accent. Yeah, I mean, what I think of is his face when Damon catches the bourbon bottle. Ugh. So good. (laughs) Lil, how do you feel about season six? Do you like it as much as your mom does? It's my favorite season. (laughs) All right. Man, she's corrupted you good, hasn't she? (laughs) I feel like she's pretty split with five and six. She loves five, too. Me, too. I think, yeah, uh, five is messy for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think in terms of just raw content, it might be my favorite. Just yeah. it tries a lot of things. Not all of them work, but like I, I think I said this the other day. I think TVD does messy well. It does. So even when it doesn't really have a good hold on its own writing, I think it still makes do with it, whether mm-hmm. intentionally or not. So that's part of the reason why Five works so well. And also, it's just I don't know. It's sunnier. It's mm-hmm. sort of like that. That halfway point definitely kind of marks a aesthetic shift. Yeah, for where sure. Where everything just feels more spread out, you know, less centralized to Mystic Falls. Mm-hmm. And I like that a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I can't, I cannot wait to get there and talk about everything. Me too. Especially the, the Catherine episodes, because that is some good stuff. Oh, yeah. So we also know some uh, background info from the, that, the 1864 stuff from season seven. We get the story of Valerie and uh, Julian coming in to like check on Stefan, and you mm-hmm. know, him and Valerie fall in love, and then she leaves and he's heartbroken, and so that sort of sheds some light on how he fell so hard and so quickly for Catherine. Yeah. And then yeah, also the Damon stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say that because you brought that up yesterday when we were preparing for the episode today. And I liked that, too, like, thinking about, like, what was their state of mind at this time, as opposed to, like, what we're actually seeing between them. Like, Damon, you said, probably had PTSD because he just got back from the war. Yeah, but, I mean, they look so fresh-faced and young back then. I mean, Ian definitely, he looks younger, even though he's not technically supposed to be. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so we also get... Stefan and Elena talking about vampirism. We get a lot of lore confirmation. Uh, I really like oh, just yeah, that when exchange when she's outside. like, "Yeah, right." And I get, you know, she definitely she wants to do it in a public place, so he can't hurt her. But I don't know if that logic really applies to vampires because it's not like Stefan, especially. I mean, it's the only issue would be if he can't control himself, and I don't think people being around is going to prevent that. So it's probably worse, but, I mean, they probably made her feel safer, so. Yeah. Um, Lilla has a note. I saw that there was a picture of, it's supposed to be Elena when she was a kid, but it's actually, like, Nina as a kid and oh like okay. I think that's super cool because I saw in uh season six yeah season six episode one I think so uh that there's a picture of Damon and Elena but it's actually a real picture of Ian Ian and Nina from yeah, oh, right from when yeah they were dating. yeah 
Yeah, so she liked that yeah, picture of baby Nina. <laughs> yeah, I, that's funny, actually. Be, that's funny that you say that because I also noticed there is this um, when... So that's that's in her room when Stefan comes in. Is that where you saw it? Um, I think yeah. it's like she's leaving the house or something to go to the grill, maybe. Yeah. In- and okay. she's like walking out. And as she's walking out, like it pans across a bunch of old pictures. Yeah. And it shows baby Nina. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Because I was talking about how I like that shot. Yeah. Because it, you know, keeps that the childhood photos in the foreground. Yeah. Even like it. And it lingers a minute after she closes the door. Yeah. But I was going to say that's funny that you bring that up because I also noticed in uh, episode seven when she's asking Jer if he wants to hang out and go to the Halloween thing, there's like a picture of Jeremy on the wall and it's like a younger, goofy Jeremy and it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It so is. I'm definitely going to so uh, put that in the, the post for this episode. But yeah, I mean, just in the set design in general is great. We were talking about the Jamie Liddell poster last time and in Jer's room it has all this like edgy teenager stuff like you know beware don't come in and then he also has a calendar that's entirely (laughs) filled out and it's just like little touches like you know psychos like me who are pausing and looking at every single detail there's enough details that it all (laughs) holds up which is impressive I mean I don't like I don't (laughs) think that way you know like I don't know if I could build a set that accurate accurately reflects an actual place so that's definitely an a an art and a talent that i appreciate yes and um we lila and i both have notes about how emo jer looks in these He's two episodes so like it emo. is the epitome of emo in these two it's- like jer jer's hair is just so emo yeah man 2009 <laughs> what a time and I had I had that hair at some point, like the like the swoopy, <laughs> but also like a like a weird like flip up at the back. I'm not ashamed. Oh, well, I am ashamed yes. to admit it, but I still will. <laughs> so yeah, and yeah, that when when Matt's like, and you're going as you, and you're going as you, and he just like looks at him he like just, they're his parents <laughs> he just like walks away i know he just like he looks so sad like what issue does he have with matt right um and there's just so many like good one-liners in these two episodes like just from yeah. really so are. many different characters like i the first one that i wrote down was whoever i've sucked dry is on you buddy whoever i've sucked dry is on you buddy like from Damon. That whole that whole phone conversation is gold. It's such a good phone conversation. Because yeah. he's like whenever whenever I mean pretty much any character I like when they're on the phone while they're doing something because like a good you know just camera dynamic in general. But when Damon does it or when Ian does it, it's always great. And he has so like some of his best lines in the episode are all in that one. Like when he yeah. he's he's like. Oh no, that later later when he's like leaving him in a message at the house, he's like, and I don't do tired and or I don't do bored and impatient. I'm getting really bored and really impatient, and I don't do bored and impatient. Bring me my ring. Bring me my ring. <laughs> yes, it's and it's, so it's such like, you know, the, I mean, the stakes are higher, but still just a pair of bro- still just a pair of brothers bickering, and we love it. Yep. And okay. when. We were 
like rewatching the episode for this, I said that line. I don't do bored and impatient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she loves that one. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and he also says, "What did you FedEx? It? What did you FedEx it to Rome? What did you FedEx it to Rome? Where is it?" <laughs> um, and also, I'm at the Sizzler. I had yeah. the buffet. I'm at the Sizzler. I had the buffet. Like I I'm wrote that down. <laughs> I'm definitely not that witty off the cuff. So, I mean, I, I know it's lines, but <laughs> it still yeah. makes me jealous. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, and I also, I also wrote down for those night scenes that everyone's skin just looks amazing uh oh, you know yeah. I've, I've heard people complain about the low lighting of the show and i think we mentioned it last time with sandra but yeah it ha- definitely has its advantages i would say it's advan- advantages vastly outnumber its disadvantages and one of them is that these beautiful people with perfect makeup look amazing on the TV screen. So weird how that happened. Yeah, it's it such a mystery. Um, yeah, I wrote after, and after that is when uh, Steph is just hanging out on Elena's porch. Yes, and I, wrote, I wrote Steph, Steph is, is a creepazoid. <laughs> creepazoid, I love it. I was like guarding Elena's house. What a creeper. <laughs> yeah, na- now now he guards it. Not when like he was like, oh no, Damon's been invited in, and then just kind of did nothing. <laughs> Give, gives her a vervain necklace. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's another thing that I was thinking about is the vervain technology. You'd think that someone would develop something that can't just be either ripped off of you easily or gotten out of your diet like what yeah. like even an ankle bracelet would be better than a wrist bracelet yeah. or a necklace it would people wouldn't think to look no yeah. yeah or like just like putting it in like in your shoe or something man yeah. we would we would we would be so much better at this than they are <laughs> accurate um so the second flashback when they are playing football um it is so bright and it's like the opposite of every episode that we've watched so far i don't think the light has ever been as bright as it is in that flashback yeah because there's also like a like a subtle like filter over it which exaggerates the lighting too um and makes them it's like weirdly angelic which i'm not really a fan of given the context of the time that it's in, but they look great in their hat or Damon has a hat and they have their loose shirts on. So yeah. Can't complain. Yeah. And, um, like they're all just so cutesy and like Catherine's laugh. is just, <laughs> I hate it. Uh, she hates it. She okay. Hates I was, I was so wondering much. cause you, you said Lilo was going to talk about her laugh and I was wondering what opinion she had about it. Oh yeah! It, does every time that she's like, <laughs> <laughs> like Lila's like, <laughs> so bad that I can't even like copy it. <laughs> she's like, you, you don't. What does what does Damon say? Like, I don't, I don't want to stoop to that lower place or whatever when he's talking about imitating <laughs> Stefan. <Yes. laughs> yeah, it's it's like a it's like a giggle mixed with. I don't know some some unholy combo for sure, and oh, you know goodness. knowing all that she's done after this in retrospect, it's all the more sinister. So I yeah. get where you're coming from. 
And Lil told me something that I didn't realize before. She said that her, like, during her initial reaction, like, watching episode six, she didn't realize that Vicky was the girl that was laying on the ground in the cemetery that Damon was like, you just don't want to die, do you? Like, she didn't realize it. So then later she was like, oh, it's Vicky. Like, she, like, freaked out later. (laughs) She didn't know. Which I thought that was funny. Yep. Yes, yeah, so we uh that reminds me that we were talking about how like at first Vicky was just sort of in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't think Damon at at first singled her out, but I do think that after he and I don't think he he definitely didn't mean it to be her that he attacked in the woods. She just again was in the wrong place, wrong time. But yeah. like once he they start talking and I don't know the way the way he says like you don't have an ounce of self esteem or whatever. It's always seemed like weird to me. Like it, it like not like he's like making observations about her, but it's like some weirdly shared thing. And you know, I mean, you know, Damon's you know very arrogant and carries himself with all the heft of someone who probably isn't that actually secure with themselves. So that's another thing that makes me think that he saw too much of himself in Vicky <laughs> right. and was part of the reason why he killed her. Oh yeah. Well, we talked about last in like a, one of the other episodes about how he will like make these jokey comments that he probably actually means. Like, mm-hmm. I think we were talking about uh, the rooftop scene where he's like saying things to Stefan, like being sarcastic or mocking him but he really means them or like. yeah like when you at the beginning of that episode too where he's just uh saying like i, I want to start over like yeah there's like there's like multiple layers of detachment that he puts between himself and the things that he actually wants <laughs> the way vicky offers her arm to damon <laughs> well yeah because he because he like one she's probably i mean she's shown to have an addictive personality and two he compels her to like he says i gave you some blood you loved it yes so like in her brain she loves the blood you know and yeah man they're mm-hmm. they're looking good they're looking very good <laughs> yes yeah, so like it's just like the double arms like she just like the way that she puts her arm out there i just love that scene so much i mean wouldn't you Yes. I'd be like, take it all. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what what song plays when they're dancing? Amberlynn. Enjoy the yes, silence. Enjoy the silence. It's perfect. Um so good. No more talking. Let's dance. No more talking. Let's dance. <laughs> yes. No more talking. Let's dance. <laughs> I feel like we all should probably say it because it's so good. Yeah, uh, Lola, your turn. No more talking. Let's dance. <laughs> Let's dance. <laughs> I think we just made it better. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, we would do this better than all of them. So, yeah. <laughs> I want I want to see the blooper of him like dancing on the banister and then like slipping off and trying to play it off. <laughs> oh my god. That would be amazing. Like you know, like you know when uh like cats trip or fall or something and then they just try to like strut away like they meant to do it. I bet that's what he would do. 
Yes, he would. That would be so funny. Yeah, so they're they're also yeah, so they're trashing Stefan's room. Yes, which, Lil loves that part. Man, I would yeah. I would be more mad about that than him killing my uncle, but that's just me. Yeah, like Vicky picks up a pillow and just throws it at something. Yeah. And he's and, and yeah, they're just like man, I don't yeah, I guess I guess it's cause that was the only set that they had at that point, because we don't see Damon's room until uh the descent, right? Yeah. Because, like, cause like mm-hmm. Rose is like, have you never been in his room before? And we're all like, no, we yeah. haven't. <laughs> Let us in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just for just the shower is worth it. Man, yeah. I'm so jealous and of I that have. shower. <laughs> it's the best shower ever. I, I did write I, down that I would like to take a look at Stefan's record collection. Uh, because I feel like, I don't know, he has revealed himself to have quite boring taste when it comes to some things, but you, you've you been alive for 150 years. You got to be into some cool music, right? So maybe yeah, I'm just sure. being too optimistic, but I saw his like He's- hi-fi system or whatever. And I don't know. I'd, yeah. I like to hang out and listen to music with Stefan sometime. It has to be a good collection by now. Right. I'm a little, a little bit nervous about all that Bon Jovi that he's got <laughs> in there. I have the, you know, Damon is so hot, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Like, all caps, because of the dancing scene. It's just so good. (laughs) And honestly, these whole, like, both episodes, flashbacks, current day, I just think that he's top of of his game here in this season. You always But the thing, (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, the thing is, there are multiple tops of his game. True. And they're all different, and they're all great. So, you know, we shouldn't limit ourselves to one Damon, to one superior Damon. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what uh, the scene? I think um, I obviously have my issues with the flashbacks. I don't really like that because in the books, it's the the Salvatore brothers come from the Italian Renaissance, mm-hmm. and it was a decision by the writers of the show to make it the Civil War, and it's not really one that. I agree with or advocate for, but I really love the scenes with Catherine and Stefan whenever they're together, just them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah, the, the Stefan, Stefan and Catherine are, are a complicated couple for me because they mean so much to each other, but definitely not in the ideal or typical ways that people yeah. do. So, yeah. They just have this like very complicated dynamic where she ends up liking him a lot more than she ever meant to and it's almost like the opposite for him. Like he's like he had such feelings for her and then like the rug was ripped out from under him, so to speak. And so it's like they never really know what they feel about each other and so it just ends up being like very volatile and often violent, like she stabs him in the season two premiere. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like somehow an act of love, <laughs> right? Oh, and I what you were saying about like flashbacks, like um, what I said, I love them because of the history of the characters, but the choice that they made to use this time period in yeah. the U.S. the Civil War, like it was unnecessary, um, and it's definitely 
cause Lilla and I to have a lot of talks about stuff that she hasn't even, you know, really learned in school yet, minor things. But, yeah. like, it's just gotten, it, it's given us the opportunity to talk about that stuff and what's right. wrong yeah, with that, it. Yeah, that is, a, that is somewhat of a silver lining to, I mean, just in general, a lot of the problematic things about this show is that, like, it hooks you in with so much of what it does well and what is just really works and is really great. And then there's also so much stuff that isn't great, but you have the, like, investment in it to sort of talk about that stuff and contextualize it. And, yeah, I think yeah. that's a that's a great thing to point out. I think they, they stop, because in this one you can actually see a few slaves on the porch, like, when mm -hmm. Catherine's walking up. And I think they stop with that. Uh, which is probably a good decision, um, but it's still it's still just yeah it's like weirdly revisionist, but also not and yeah I mean yeah. I mean even today people still do the like the antebellum uh, parties and it's, things where all the girls crazy. get dolled up and yeah, yeah it's so just crazy to me but not great, I feel like not great it's like it's definitely an opportunity for us to talk about things like that and that like i feel like a lot of things in this show are because of lila's age like a really good opportunity to talk to to her about like why is this a problem mm -hmm. um and even just things like jeremy's 15 and vicky's 18 and like they yeah that's that's together. something that i didn't really internalize until recently because yeah, I, I always yeah. thought i mean he's like is is he canonically fifteen? Like, do they ever say that um, he is fifteen? I thought they did. I thought they said he was fifteen. Because like, I, I mean, Jenna said it. Maybe benefit of the doubt, you could say he's sixteen. But I mean, even then, it's it's not great. Yeah. I I was curious about like their ages, so I looked it up, and yesterday I was like, Jeremy's fifteen. Vicky's 18. That's a little weird. Yeah, so like... Yeah, more than a little. Yeah, things like that come up, and then it gives us the opportunity to talk about it, and I, and like, this is why it's problematic, and this is what they should have done in retrospect, and like, I just, I think that's a good thing that we use, and I would hope that other people would look at it that way. Yes, and, you know, I would too. To, um, yeah. I think it... I, I'm I'm simultaneously surprised in a good way and a bad way by this fandom pretty consistently. So yeah, same. Yeah, it's 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 a wild ride for sure. It is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, very sad that. I, I mean, I know you know Vicky was definitely struggling and needed more support than she got, but it's very sad to think about how close she was to getting out so to speak, and probably building a better life for herself. And then it was all taken away. And I, a shot that I always forget about that really impacted me this time was Matt coming home to his house, like after we've seen uh, that Vicky's dead, but he doesn't know yet. And he's just, and it's dark, and he's just looking at the whole room that's just totally empty. And he's just like, silhouetted against the one light that he turned on and it's just so sad <laughs> yes it is uh, everything in like is so sad for matt and jeremy in these two episodes it's just like devastating 
Yeah, and she and she was even like, "Yeah, Matt's gonna get like a football scholarship and everything." I was like, "I'm not so sure about that." Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> thanks to Damon, yet again, uh, not exactly conducive when you don't have a coach to actually play <laughs> football. So, right. um, yeah, they, think they don't they don't hire a new coach until senior year starts, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, she says she says he's gonna get a football scholarship and then marry Elena and they're gonna have babies and a lawnmower. Have a lawnmower and have babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I mean everyone has different criteria for success. I'll say that, but uh, I've never I've never idealized lawnmowers to such heights. So <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I would maybe 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 getting a riding lawnmower that would be that 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 means you've made it. Yes. <laughs> um, so I forgot that Logan shot Steph in the woods. Like, <laughs> for some reason, I've watched this episode a million times, and it gets to this part, and I'm like, oh, they're in the woods. Oh, they're talking. You know, he and, like, Stefan's basically talking Vicky into dying, okay? Yes. And then, boom, yes. gets shot. Yeah, I always forget that, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then, boom, Logan shoots him. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I totally forgot Yeah, I was, about that. I, the, the whole, the whole Logan thing is so funny because it's like, I get that he's a founding family member and the circle's pretty tight in terms of who knows the truth and who doesn't. But, like, apparently all of Liz's deputies know so, like, they couldn't get one more person who was a bit more trained with firearms to help them out rather than a newscaster guy. <laughs> and right. he like, is, the they see, they see the, the, like, news clip of him reporting about the bodies after Liz has given him the gun. And so I wrote in my notes, does he have it tucked in his waistband while he's, while he's reporting? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, does he? Can you, can you actually see the gun? Oh, no. I was just oh. like, where did he put it? Oh, okay. I was like, I thought you could see it. No. I, I mean, I hope not. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he, uh, so I, I, I mentioned this in our chat when we were watching episodes together, Kale, but uh, wooden bullets are a pretty common thing in vampire fiction and vampire, you know, movies and TV, and uh, intuitively you would think, well, I mean, you know, guns work because of combustion so if you had a wooden bullet it would probably burn up and not go anywhere but they actually do and actually the only unrealistic part about wooden bullets is that they're just not good bullets <laughs> like they don't go very far they won't go through skin um and so they were used like a long time ago as sort of like riot control things and i think the only like probably the only explanation that would make it make sense is that like vampires are extra weak to it so it goes through their skin easier but they basically work the same way as real bullets um, in the show, so that's not realistic. But I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't realistic. But yeah, <laughs> and well, also and we aren't gun people, so we probably won't talk about it too much. <laughs> yeah, we are not gun people. That's cool. How did you know that? I looked about it up. Bullets. Oh, really? Because <laughs> um, I, I, I was I was listening to another podcast where they said something about it, and I was like, oh yeah, I wonder what actually is the you know actual explanation for that yeah i think i mean it makes sense in season four when the hunter's using his like magic bullets why those mm -hmm. are like you know work the same way uh i don't know maybe maybe wood is fundamentally different in the vampire diaries universe 
Yeah, and, and like, Damon gets the bullet out, digs it out with his finger. I feel like... Yeah, <laughs> like, you. Um, and then, like, gets it out and he goes, wooden bullets. They know. They know. <laughs> it's wood. They know. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like, it's just so, like, he's like, oh, I gotta deal with this now. Yeah, like another, then, like, he's, he actually cares. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Stefan gets shot a lot, man. Yeah, he, does. <laughs> he He gets shot here, and it's pretty, it's pretty gruesome. I mean, like, the blood comes out and everything. Yeah. And then in blood. season two, when they're, like, building the, the thing for the historical society or whatever, and Liz has him in the, the Lockwood cellar, and... She's just shooting him over and over again while he's unconscious. I always think about that. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That's awful. Stefan goes through it. Stefan goes he through does. it. Oh, it's so bad. I, I, we were talking about the uh, the small town lifers that get eaten and then burned. Uh, very compassionately referred to by Liz as notorious druggies. Few townies. Notorious druggies. <laughs> Yes, Liz is not here for addicts. Oh no, is that is is that official law enforcement terminology? Druggy. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Again, I hope not. Definitely terminology for the show because Caroline says it in the first episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I most of the things that I think about when writing stuff down and preparing for these episodes is because I've seen the show so many times things that on this most recent rewatch that stood out that happened or at least I don't remember that have in the past and I don't ever remember mm -hmm. being this affected by him breaking Vicky's neck just suddenly like that it like really really got me this yeah. time and yeah wow. you were upset I, like, yeah. I remember our messages when we were watching it. Um, and it's, you know, like, so many people don't like Vicky. And there are things that I understand about that. Like, I mean, I've even seen things like Vampire Diaries characters rated worst to best. And, mm -hmm. like, the actual worst that they put on there is Vicky. Oh, come and I feel on. Like really? I know. And what? I just can't. I, I don't agree um, at all. And, you know, like some of the things that I wrote is like she's already an addict. So she's going through that. And now she is a vampire, which we know heightens everything. Yeah. And like you see it with care with her like she's neurotic and mm -hmm. control freak and all of that. And so like Vicky's just going through it and they've put so much effort into other people that if they had put that effort into Vicky, she could have, you know, gotten better and 100%. and done well. And I think that partly Damon thought that too. And I'm not saying that I forgive him for what he yeah. did because I mean, we, yeah, we've saying. talked about like Damon usually has an explanation for doing the things he do. It's just it's just a matter yes. of whether you actually agree with that explanation or not. Right. And when you were saying like you think that he kind of sees something in her 
that you know is similar to him like he had like he's got issues or, or whatever and you know he's the older brother and he's he he was going nowhere I mean like Stefan mentions in other episodes um to Elena I think it I think it's season six and he's saying like you didn't know Damon as a human he was right. he was aimless like he was going nowhere and he had no motivation and so I mean that doesn't that sound like Vicky to you? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's a, it's a, there's a reason behind what he did, even though it shouldn't have happened at all. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think Damon sought solace with Catherine the same way Vicky seeks solace with drugs and everything else. Uh, yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, just this wider trend of, I don't, the show doesn't necessarily make a clear stance on it but it's just this like ongoing trend of people treating drug users like people that are intentionally wrecking their lives or like doing it to spite other people rather than they're hurting and this is just like one way that they're trying to not hurt and there's like a weird like lack of sympathy like even from matt like i get like you know over and over again, it's hard to stay compassionate for someone that has continually proven that they have no desire to get better. But still, yeah. I mean, just like the way that how dismissive they are, like Elena's like, so she's a vampire with issues. Like, it's just yeah. like they're, they aren't trivial things. Like she was depressed. No. She was using like, these are serious issues. Like, where's that, her parents? Like, yeah. I mean, everything that she talks to Damon about when she's running around all high on vampire blood, I mean, that stuff is what she's going through. And, like, if if you're watching this and you just think that that's, like, some flippant thing, like, it's not. Like, she's dealing with those things, and I feel like we need to remember right. that when we think about her character. Yeah, and I wonder, I wonder when the last time she ever told anyone else that. Like, right. all of those things, like, that she misses her dad and her mom, and that she feels, like, I don't know if it's resentment, but maybe jealousy toward Matt for him probably getting things that she never will. And I, yeah. it doesn't seem like, I mean, definitely not Tyler, but even Jeremy ever really, like, has her open up. I mean, Jeremy's yeah. sort of, like, he does treat her better than Tyler did, but he also, like, sort of just the way he explains it she's like well she made me feel better like i after our parents died i just you know felt like crap all the time and then yeah. every moment where i felt good vicky was in it and i was like yeah i get it but also she's hurting too and right it never seemed like it was like a two-way street in terms of what progress they were helping the other one make um but yeah, I mean, he's also 15 and she's 18, so that's another right. thing to recognize. <laughs> right. But so, like with Vicky, every fiber of her being is telling her to drink human blood, and she's withheld for so long, and they're in the woods, and Stefan's basically talking her into killing herself, dying, and um, Stefan gets shot, and she feeds on Logan, and what does she instantly say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. Because, because, like, well, I mean, Stefan also yells at her. He acts like it's the worst yeah. thing ever that she's not just going to fade away. Um, right. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I don't think. I, it's, it's always such a weird thing. Well, one, one, the weird thing is that uh, 
like people hesitate to use vampire blood because like they don't want to be a vampire even though that makes absolutely no sense because it's not like getting healed <laughs> makes you any more likely to die in the next two or three days so I don't know why like just if you're that nervous about it just like stay home and don't do anything um and then two right just the the ongoing like struggle about you have to make the choice personally I don't understand how it's a choice like I get that you died and that happened but then you come back to life and you are right. you whether you know you're different or not and it seems just so messed up that anyone would just choose to let that go or be convinced to let that go and which makes me right. you know dislike Stefan all the more for basically trying to sell her on it because um, like even he I mean he's miserable being a vampire a lot of the times but I don't think that he would act me he, he might say that he wished he hadn't become a vampire but i doubt he actually thinks that because it's like you get to live more yeah. you get to have experiences that you wouldn't have had and it's life like you right it, life should continue as much as possible exactly i agree i think the only time we ever see someone just not transition is with bill right bill yeah bill's the only one oh, man all right well we'll have plenty to say about all that yeah, but even Abby decides to, and she was, and she was a witch who got her, her entire witch history and blood and everything just taken from her. Right. And she still decides to do it. So it's like, I agree. Like, I don't see how there's a choice unless it's like my life wouldn't, it would be ultimately ruined by it. Right. I mean, even then, like you're, you'd still be alive, right? Like, right. You're alive. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, now that we know that you would just go to the other side, I'd much rather <laughs> keep going than just having to stick around and watch everyone still alive mess everything up, like Alaric says. Or he calls them knuckleheads, I think. Yes, he does. He's the best. Um, well, Lilla had a thing that um, she realized in this episode too, like you said, that it never hit you this hard before when Damon killed Vicky. Well, she had kind of a realization when she was watching the end of this episode. So go ahead. When Stelena broke up, Elena, she like has like a breakdown and slides down the wall and sits on the floor and cries. And I noticed that in uh, Season 5, Episode 22, she does that also. And also in Season 6, Episode 1. So it's like her thing. Like Willow was saying, like she's like, anytime that... Elena has a big breakdown where she's crying. It's like her thing is lean up against the wall, mm -hmm. fall down it, and cry. <laughs> yeah, and Nina's great at those the the wall slides for sure. I forgot I forgot yeah. that there was also one in the season six premiere. So that's a good point. Yeah, um, like she she told me, and I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's five twenty two that you're thinking of. And she's like, no, it happens in both. And then we watched them both, and I was like, you got me. Oh, wow, you got got. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> got, got. Perfect, perfect yeah. guest material, Lilla. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but also, also in the vein of 
classic Nina things. Uh, just like the way she does her screams is very distinctive to me. And we get like the first time where Elena's like in, you know, imminent mortal danger. And she mm -hmm. first goes, Vicky, no! Vicky, no! <laughs> when, she, when she's like attacking <laughs> Jeremy. And then yes. uh, she screams when Vicky throws her. And then the absolutely blood-curdling shriek that she utters when Vicky bites into her neck is really disturbing. Like, it's just, I mean, I, I, I kind of noticed that not too many characters other than Bonnie ever really express, like, complete agony. Um, you know, like, a lot of people, like, they just, like, wince against it or whatever. But, you know, Bonnie a lot of times just really belts the screams. And it, and anytime anyone does it, it's really affecting. And I just forgot how impactful this one was. Yeah. For sure. I mean, her screams are so good. She was made to do it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Lilla, um, going on the theme of connections to season five, something I noticed actually was how similar uh, Stefan killing Vicky while she's attacking Elena is to Elena killing Jesse when he's attacking Damon. Yeah. Like, I completely agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like these options that probably shouldn't be options enter our heads when, you know, people we love are in danger, I guess. I don't I don't want to say we, because I don't think I'd right. ever do that. Right. <laughs> I'd like to say so. But, yeah, I mean, like... Right, break their neck. Break their neck. Knock them over. Like, Just break I mean, their neck. You can deal with it later. Throw them in a cell, like... And you would do that for any one of you, like any one of the group, if they were, you know, even if they had their humanity off. Um, well, I mean, we see in season eight that sometimes it just yeah. gets too too much, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's just, it should, it should just never be a thing. Like that should just let, it should be like, just not an option. And I, I mean, Stefan does say that at one point, like when, when Damon's like, oh yeah, we should just kill Caroline. Like she's not going to make it as a vampire. And Stefan just tells him that's not an option. Yeah. Like that's how it always should be. It doesn't matter how much you like the person or how well, much they mean right. to you. Like, they just killed Vicky so easily. I know we're going to get there. Like, we're not fully there yet. Mm -hmm. But, like, I just feel like it was just not even... They didn't even think about any other options. And then there was no one to judge or say anything about it. Because the only people that know what's actually going on is Elena, Damon, and Stefan. And then... Like, Jeremy oversees it, and they erase his memories of it. But right. with Jesse, like, Caroline is there and aware of everything, and she's there to say, like, how could you just kill him? Like, right. there, if there was another option, you could have done another option. But, like, no one had Vicky's back like that. Right. Yeah, I think, I think she says something like, the Elena I knew would have given Jesse a chance or something like that. And just kind of goes to show you what impact the both of the brothers have had on her that that's the way she thinks now yeah um yeah kind of depressing um oh yeah, yeah that that actually reminds me that you brought up um now that we've gotten to the vicky scene which obviously there's just so much to unpack but right. i didn't know this until again i was listening to our vamp diaries and they mentioned i think it was an interview with kayla yule when she said this, but the original script actually called for Jeremy to kill Vicky. 
Oh my gosh. What? Like he, like, yeah, the original plan was for him to like have to, I can't remember if he was, if he was saving Elena or saving himself, but that was how it was originally written, basically. That is crazy. Um, I know, right? It's, oh, man, I, I mean, that's, like, the only way this could be more depressing. Oh, my <laughs> it's gosh. Like if, if it's, like, if it had to have been Jeremy. But I think maybe the reason they didn't do it is, one, it was, like, too depressing, and two, like, how would he know how to kill her, you know? Right. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I mean, that, that was just, you know, something I never even would have thought of, like, as a possibility. Oh, but, that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> well, Lilla has a fun fact specifically about Vicky dying. Um, so this is this is something that we actually just found out on Thanksgiving recently. So because we were all together with family and and our my sister in law, so Lilla's aunt, um, watches Vampire Diaries as well. But she also read the books, so. Um, go ahead, Lil. Uh, so, my aunt told us that Vicky didn't die in the books yet, and she's already on book five, so that's definitely, like, way past oh, wow. season one. Yeah, so, like, Vicky lives much longer in the book series, and, like, they just kill her so quickly here and I know you mentioned Jack last time that like um Kevin Williamson basically was like we're gonna no one's protected we're just gonna kill people right. and stuff like that and like I, I mean I wonder if that's why they took that turn so differently than the book yeah I I probably but also like I, I that quote is always so funny to me because Vicky is like of the you know, so to speak, stars or, uh, you know, regular yeah. cast members, if you're going to think someone's going to die, it's obviously right. going to be her. And I think most people, even on their first viewing, would see that coming. And so I don't think it's that, I mean, it's shocking for sure, but I don't think it's like gives the no one safe type of impression. Um, Lexi, I would say, is more unexpected, at least for oh, me yeah. it was. Oh, Lexi, I didn't see coming at all. It's so sad, because she's literally only in one episode. Like, for real, yeah. like, alive. <laughs> yeah. Man, and, like, every time, I mean, it's the same with Graham's later this season, where I'm just like, maybe this time it won't happen. <laughs> right? But it does, it does. Oh, every time. Have, in my notes, I have Graham's with a heart next to it, because she just looks <sighs> so cute in this episode. She looks great in the, in, in Haunted. Um, yes. Actually, I actually have her nominated for I, I don't know if we've if we've had a uh non regular I guess I had Jenna once but she's sort of a star um was she even in these episodes at all I'm so, was she in the episodes no yeah no not at all yeah it's kind of weird yeah um but yeah so I, I don't I'm not I nominated uh Graham's outfit from the end of the episode for the uh red flannel award so we'll get oh, to the superlatives at the end but just uh yeah every time i see guest star jasmine guy at the bottom of the screen it's i know it's going to be a good time yes um when vicky throat slams elena because oh, yeah. Stefan left her <laughs> alone with her 
Like she yeah. just yokes her up. And, like, she really does. Into the wall. Grabs her by the throat and just slams her. And, yes. like, <laughs> it's rough. And she says she won't think twice about ripping her little head off. And I won't think twice about ripping your little head off. Yes. And I don't know about you guys, but I think if. I became a vampire and you know there's like a learning curve you gotta learn how to be scary and gotta gotta you know do the uh the like scaring people before you bite them or whatever that yeah. Stephen and caroline talk about in season six but i would definitely not be able to sling that kind of threat right away but man vicky <laughs> vicky really just goes for it <laughs> yeah it, it's because it was already within her <laughs> with she, she's just so, just so angry just yeah, so just, just so vengeful so angry <laughs> um yeah I, I like we never really see like much about what vicky thinks of elena other than i mean i guess like just how flippantly she treats like taking her medication or whatever but you know we finally see that like vicky resents her for quote unquote having matt whipped for 15 years and then breaking his heart and when she looks at her that is all she sees and she also feels judged by elena as well like she doesn't like elena doesn't ever explicitly say that vicky's like shouldn't be with jeremy but she is made to feel that way at least um you know other than the fact that 18 year olds shouldn't date 15 year olds <laughs> Right. And then, like, this is basically where that happens, because Elena's saying, like, you can't see him anymore. And Vicky's like, oh, how long have you been working on that you're not good enough speech? And, like, that line just is so good. Like, I love that line because, like, it just shows, like, she's always been judged. She's always been, like, even when you think about Carol or Liz talking about Kelly, like... Mm -hmm. Like, they've mentioned Kelly Donovan in the past and, like, things like... They just talk down about the family so much. And that's just another thing that Vicky's always been working through her whole life. Yes. Um, yeah, so she... Yeah, she... I mean, I don't really... I don't... I was saying that, like, the more I watch it, the more I'm able to sympathize with Vicky in that scene. But I also yeah. don't really like either of them. Because anytime someone says, or what, I cannot stand oh, yeah. it. Like... Uh. Yeah, I don't. I mean, everything about it is is like just upsetting and bad for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of Carol, um, she and Damon have a flirt session while oh, she's they, dressed yeah, as. Ew. Um, who is she dressed as? Damon says it. Daisy Buchanan. Oh yes. From a book that Stefan probably likes. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, it was, like, probably referred to her by Stefan. <laughs> um, and, like, Carol is on Vervain, and Damon is, like, not subtle trying to compel her. And then he nope. has to do the whole, like, oh, I have something in my eye. <laughs> still still smoother than Stefan probably would have been, though. Oh, for sure, because Stefan's not good at lying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's, like, there's a lot of stuff in that scene but him or when she says aren't you caroline forbes boyfriend and he says she had a schoolgirl crush on me it was cute but i had to let her down easy that might be the most mad i i am at him in this whole season yeah oh he's just... so gross and i just, just hate completely disrespectful him. and flippant and abusive and 
Ugh. Right. I did. Yeah, I hate it so much. Like, after everything that happened, and you're clearly in the doghouse, and you're still going to say something like that. Like, right. ugh. Just, ugh. Gross. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, Elena is obviously scared of Damon because she knows he's a vampire, but she never goes to bat for Caroline in the same way Bonnie does. I mean, you know, Bonnie mm -hmm. is obviously doesn't know he's a vampire when she says, do me a favor, Damon, and don't talk to me about Caroline. Do yourself a favor, Damon, and don't ask me about Caroline. But more people, Caroline needs more people with that kind of energy, you know? Uh, she needs, like, a support system because she's obviously, I mean, she's the necklace still means something to her, so obviously Damon still means something to her. And yeah. it, it can't just be forgotten about, you know? She got hurt and was is still confused, probably. And yeah, for sure. one thing we definitely would do better is making sure Caroline and Bonnie would both be loved and appreciated. Yes, absolutely. They're my faves. Um, and another thing, like, so I haven't read the books and I love the show and I don't want the books to be more in the show at all than they are than they are like I I love it the way it is so I don't need anything but I do like knowing things from them and just comparing it and thinking about like oh what it would have been like if this actually happened or something so like Jeremy is not a character in the books at all mm -hmm. Elena does not have a brother what yeah and also um Caroline's character in the book is Meredith and she and Elena have a like a frenemy friendship. They're like they're and really not best friends the way that they are in the show. And Elena's also more like Caroline was at first. Like she's like a mean yes. popular girl type and she's also blonde. Which... Yeah, she's like a total what? mean girl. Yeah. yeah, right? Elena's blonde? Yeah, Elena's mm -hmm. blonde. It's weird. What? Yep. And then yep. like and, we said um, the books can stay where they are. <laughs> Yeah, as the books can say where they are. I'm picturing blonde Elena right now. It's very weird. Yeah, I've we seen like I've it. seen a lot of <laughs> fan edits of it of people like editing um like Elena yeah, how she I've... would look in the book. And Bonnie's Bonnie's yeah, not black, she's a redhead, I think, too, right? She yeah. She's a yeah, she's a white girl with red hair. Yep. What? And then Meredith is dark haired and that's supposed to be age, Caroline's yeah. character but and she still dates Alaric so and she yeah she dates Alaric after they're out of school but still it's so still. weird it's so weird that um is weird. <laughs> but I'm sorry I know that was a tangent so back, <laughs> back no not yeah I mean we'll probably yeah we'll keep talking about the books I mean we mentioned last time that all of most of the cast had read the books uh even yeah. though you know they play a somewhat minimal role in what actually happens in the show yeah, oh, it's awful. Yeah, so when I mentioned that uh, Bonnie says, do me a favor and don't ask me about Caroline, that is the first time Bonnie and Damon directly interact. And it's not oh. a very auspicious first interaction. I mean, not too many lines exchanged, and he just tries to yank the neck. Ne 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 necklace offer i almost said netflix um netflix. and but yeah i mean just you know and the rest was history type thing now that we know everything that they've gone through together and the friendship that they have by the end of the show it's funny and interesting to see them now i have a thing about the necklace yeah so about bonnie's like, necklace you mean yeah when damon is trying to like 
yank it off her neck and like it burns his hand uh bonnie runs away and it looks really weird like <laughs> her hands are to her side and she's running away like very weird she's like she's like frolicking <laughs> yeah, and it also so looks funny. like she might not be wearing shoes. I wasn't sure, but yeah, I don't know. She, she. So did she have a double wig? When, because like when she gets back to the Graham's house, she pulls off her blonde wig, and I'm pretty sure she that is also her wig because Cat's natural hair does not look like that. So yeah, <laughs> man, super weird. They really, they really couldn't just let her be herself, could they? No, they never let her be herself. It's so unfair. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I definitely wrote down, like, their costumes because they're so good and they all look so good. And, like, Bonnie's blonde wig witch and then Caroline is, she has, like, the purple witch outfit. Yeah, I forgot she, I forgot she was a witch, too. That was kind of cute. Yeah, they were both little, they were both little witches. And then Tyler's, like, basically naked. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just like, I'll be a gladiator by just being shirtless and wearing a cape. Because I can get away with that. And I mentioned in a previous episode, like, Elena tilted her head and smiled at Matt when they were, like, about to play pool. And there's another one of those moments in this when they're both realizing that they wore the same costume as last year. And they're, you know, the dead or bloody nurse and bloody doctor or whatever yeah. they are. And, um, and they, like... It's almost the same face she makes. She turns, she tilts her head and smiles at him, and it's just like she's really good at that. Like Nina's really good at showing that like compassion to Matt. Like she does a really good job with it. I yeah. I don't. I wouldn't. I never like. I think that the the whole like leading guys on thing is just like a misogynistic invention and doesn't usually yeah. happen. Um, but like they're for someone who knows that her ex-boyfriend is very much still at least has feelings for her and is probably still mm -hmm. in love with her she definitely i don't know it's not it's not exact, it's not like she's flirting with him but it's 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 a bit more than just friendly you know? yeah and i don't and i don't know like i like i don't think she's doing it intentionally necessarily but it's just i feel for matt because I unfortunately have been in that situation. Yeah, and it gives him um, just a little bit of hope that's actually not there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and how, like, they just, like, how Vicky just sort of, like, said it, like, how it was granted that they would end up together. I think that's sort of how he thinks, too. It's just, like, well, they they grew up together, so obviously, like, they're going to end up together at some yeah. point. And, like, she's moved on in a way he hasn't. And I don't think she's really, like, truly communicated that to him. Not that she, like, is obligated to, but he definitely is still holding out hope. I think you're right. Oh, yeah. um, and, you know, we'll see things change when him and Caroline start hanging out. But, yeah. Oh, can we talk about the most devastating scene? Yes. I, 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 I'm pretty sure it's the one where Elena lies to Matt, right? Yes. Oh, like I literally have in my notes, like it makes me so emotional every single time. Like just, oh, just bold face lie. Like he has no idea that his yeah, sister like the, is dead. She, she's kind of like, like flustered over what to say. Um, and she like, you know, when she lies to him about the fake blood, it's not like fully committed to the lie, but you see like her face change 
and like the realization in her head basically clicked that like she loves Stefan and she wants to be with him but this is what that means and you like just see the like resignation in her eyes when she says pretty convincingly I don't know where she is and yeah also I mean that has kind of like a chilling uh you know extra meaning like I don't know where she went like where did her spirit go you know that's like yeah. a theme that'll come up later is like what happens to people when they die and we see For that sure. Vicky goes the other side and eventually to hell so her struggle does not end with death unfortunately no and like it just even after it, Elena gets into the car and has a total like freak out basically um, like smacking the yeah, steering she wheel. It's the steering wheel. And she's crying. And it's just like she is so upset with herself and then upset with the situation, upset that Vicky's dead. I mean, like, could, could you imagine being a 17 year old girl? Your parents just died and now you have this life of violence right. that's like just overwhelming you and you're lying to everyone you care about. I remember getting irritated and thinking Elena was whiny my first watch, but once you, like, really think about everything that she's going through, I mean, it's hard to look past all of that and just be like, oh, she's whiny. Yeah. Like, she has a reason to be whiny, guys. Definitely. <laughs> Almost everybody that is, like, her family member dies. Yeah, it's devastating. Yeah, I think at some point, like, Liz says... Like, she's talking about how she knew Miranda and they were high school friends. And to see what has happened to her family is just heartbreaking or whatever. And, like, I think Elena is going through a similar thing where she's not only mourning the loss of Vicky, but also, like, what that loss means to the other people she loves and how she's going to, you know, deal with Jeremy and what Matt going to think when he eventually finds out. And because she's such, like, an empathetic and compassionate person, she oftentimes worries about other people more than herself so i think a lot of it is her feeling for the people that will truly be you know devastated by vicky being gone yeah oh it's upsetting truly uh so i guess we can talk about the end of both episodes in conjunction with each other because they're on the same porch yes um so, and they both have great songs accompanying them to, oh, like, songs that I view as very iconic to the TVD thing. Does does Down ever get played again? I want to say it does for some reason, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I don't remember if it does or not, but I, I had it written down. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I wrote... Uh, on the Stelena breakup that this wrecked 15-year-old Jack <laughs> because, oh. <laughs> as I've said, I was all about them, and, man, that was sad. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, not only, yeah, because, like, I mean, I mean, the the thing with Elena, you know, being whiny or whatever is, I, I mentioned this before with Damon, how it's, like, easier to hate him for the things that we're more familiar with in reality than him being a mass murderer because it's like harder for us to contextualize that because at least I hope none of us have ever been good friends with mass murderers. <laughs> but Elaine is a similar case where it's much more easier. It's much easier to relate to her on a conversational and social level than it is 
like her feelings, what like she feels inside and her grief and everything. Yeah. And so, you know, it's easy to forget that there are motivations for those things and annoyance is a reaction that people tend to let obscure any other thinking that they might do about the characters. Like, yeah. this character's annoying, so I don't like them. And I don't know. Usually yeah. for me, it's the opposite. Like, I'm more intrigued by characters that are annoying. I mean, it depends, but... Yeah. I'm still I'm still shocked over the Vicky being number one on the worst characters list. Like, you're telling me... I know. You're telling me Vicky and Wes Maxfield are in the same room, and you'd rather hang out with Wes... Like, this is how I know the whole thing is just a fraud is because Wes wasn't even on the list. You're joking. What? I'm not joking. Wes was not oh. on the list. He should be like, the first one on the list. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think that, oh, man, that's that's nuts because I've heard so many people like complain about him. I figured he was like oh, I pretty commonly Wes. reviled. Wow, yeah, that's that's a uh, that's pretty egregious. I know. I was like, up. I and I like closed it and was just like, no. <laughs> I think I think what happens a lot of times too is that people will, you know, finish the show and really like it a lot, but don't watch it again, and so they just operate on whatever takes they had the first time watching, and like, it's easy to miss stuff because Vampire Diaries. A lot happens in every single episode and you know you get up to get a drink you might miss something super important like some lore tidbit or like an explanation for something yeah and all that builds up and so when you've only seen the show once and you're making these grand claims about the characters and everything it oftentimes is not the most accurate it could be i think because i don't know how i mean i don't like dislike the augustine storyline because of how annoying wes is but like he sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. the and, worst. Oh, wow. Ugh. Yeah, I'm still I'm still in shock over that. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I was just like, I'm going to go ahead and put this back where I found it. I hate yeah, what he can, does that can, to Elena. That can stay where it is. Ugh, yes. Yeah. So you said down by Jason Walker. Oh, and that's yeah. the, the end of six, right? Yes. Uh, the Stelena breakup, Elena breakdown. I thought I, I could I fly, <laughs> so why did I drown? I thought I could fly, so why did I drown? <laughs> so perfect. It's Good. the it's the perfect song for that moment. Down, like, down. It's down. it's another song that I <laughs> probably wouldn't have listened to if I had never watched the show. Like, it's just not, like, the style that I like. Oh, but yeah, it same. has, unlike what I mentioned about the uh, Beauty of the Dark from the last episode, is that mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. now like the song much more on its own after seeing yeah. it in the show. Well, and that's how Lilla and I feel about The Weight of Us in mm -hmm. 7, is, like, we love that song now. Yeah. And, like, we had never heard of it before the show. And it is kind of our style, actually. Mm -hmm. So it was easy for us to just be like, okay, we're going to put this on repeat for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the porch, the porch playlist in general, we should make that. Just, like, all the all the songs that play on the cry porch Oh, scenes. my gosh. There um, would be so many good Because we also get Bloodstream. <laughs> yes, Bloodstream. Oh, bloodstream. And... There, what plays when Bonnie's, uh, Bonnie's on the porch? She's in six. 
Like she gets to oh. the porch and they're gone. Oh, it's so yes. sad. Oh, it's escaping uh, me right now. Yeah, I don't it's know, so but I, I do remember that moment. Oh, it's so bad. But um, the end of the episode seven, like big wet eyes moment for Stefan and Elena. Oh, um, yeah. Like, Stefan always full force with those eyes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's upset, and, you know, Elena... He's listening. He's listening to Jeremy cry as well. Yeah, and Elena wants help, and Stefan just knows that he can't do it, and then Damon steps in and, you know, takes one step forward. <laughs> but, and then the yeah, next I, episode, I'm sure he'll take five back, so... Oh, yeah. Always, always. I uh, I wrote down... Uh, what was funny about Stefan was that he says, how can I help Elena? I'll do anything. And then she literally asks him one thing and he's like, yeah, about that. Can't do it. <laughs> can't, can't, can't do that one. But, uh, and then David is like, um, what does he say? I wrote down. What do you want him to know? Yeah. What do you want him to know? That's what I wrote down. And I think, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll speak a lot about the ethics of compulsion and memory erasure as we get further in, but just the, not only the fact that they are taking away Jeremy's memories without, I like, like the thing is like, I don't know if you could ask someone that in a way that they could possibly give you permission, fully understanding what they're agreeing to. Right. So I don't know if it's ever truly okay to erase someone's memories like that. No. Cause like, I mean, obviously in the moment you're grieving, you just want it to go away and you'll do anything. But it's not exactly fair to take someone at their words at face value when they're in that state. And what's more, Damon, it's later revealed that he kind of did more than what Elena told him to do, which is also kind of messed up. Um, yeah. But yeah, and we see, like, it doesn't really make Jeremy any happier. It just makes him more confused about why he's sad. Yeah. Yep. Stefan, I mean, he always wins, but he definitely wins the most furrowedest brow award for that Ugh. last. When when she says, I can't lose the way I feel about you, and he is just so shook. <laughs> oh, I know. And yes, his, the furrowedest brow. <laughs> oh, and then him. and then Damon comes out and says, it's done. And then the episode, Elena goes inside and the episode ends with both of them just sitting there, or Damon standing in seven sitting, and then they look at each other. And then the title card, and it's just so great. Yes, and Damon, just, again, looks so good. It's so sad. It's so sad. It is so sad. I just think it's and so like, nice that Damon erases uh, Jer's memory for Elena. Yeah, like... Yeah, he, he you know, he, he, he... He's trying to do what she wants. Yeah. The transactional thing comes up a lot with him. I, I, I don't even know, like, it doesn't even... Because he, he definitely does a lot of good things for Elena, or just, you know, things that he wouldn't normally do. But in this case, it doesn't really seem like he's doing it for her. Um, I don't know, like, he just, like, I think he does feel bad in his own way. I mean, you kind of see it when he, when Elena leaves, and he kind of, like, crouches over Vicky's dead body and, like, looks at it. And, like, he, like, initially has this, like, look of indignance or annoyance that he has to take care of it. But then you see, like, the facade drop just a, the littlest bit. And so I think that, you know, part of it is to get on Elena's good side. But also part of it is to assuage his own guilt. 
yeah, so I guess now we can, that's a good segue into favorite songs. Yay. So, um, obviously Lila and yeah. I have the weight of us. Yeah. <laughs> For the weight of us. Duh. <laughs> um... For, for some reason, I always associate that one, too, with um, We Don't Eat by James, uh, James Vincent McMorrow, yep, I want to say. And that plays at, uh, in, I can't remember which specific episode. I think it's the eighth episode of season three when uh, Damon's, like, hanging out with Elena. She's going to bed, and she says, can you tell me the rest tomorrow? Uh, and, like, for some reason, I just associate those songs, and, like, I guess they sort of have similar emotional resonances in the scenes yeah. that they're in. Um, but yeah, Way of Us is great. And like, same for me, I didn't know it before the show, but now it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a really good. And I was just talking, I just commented on a Reddit post today about this, how much power the show has in terms of how it just radically reframes the songs that it uses because... I mean, Hold On is probably the, you know, biggest example of just, it puts all of the weight of that narrative behind it. And now every time you listen to it, it's impossible not to feel all the things that you felt when you heard it yeah. in the show. Ugh, I feel that way about so many songs. Um, the one the one that always got me was, uh, it's the Sigaro song that plays when the truck is at the bottom of the uh, like after it's gone off the bridge um that one was like the first one that because i knew that band before the show but that was the first one where i noticed how much it can change the way you you know hear and feel to a song uh my another favorite of mine is open arms by I harry go writing that down yeah <laughs> i was just about to say that whatever happens to live Oh, really? Yeah. I love that one, too. Yeah, that plays at the beginning of episode seven. Um, it's just like one of those outdoor vibe songs that they yeah. have. But I just really enjoy it. And then we said already, Enjoy the Silence by Anne Berlin. Right. Which I love. And I loved Anne Berlin before. Yeah, they they have a good song in season two as well i think it just plays in the background at the grill or something yeah but i like that one a lot they're they're another band that i discovered from the show one of many for sure, for sure. and then i also like the uh white lies song they previously had one in the pilot death which we which i talked about extensively because i oh, like that yeah. one a lot um and this one is to lose my life he said to lose my life or lose my love okay that's awesome i I like that they use, like, repeat artists. Like, mm -hmm. there's a couple songs by The Fray. There's yeah. a couple songs by Ed Sheeran, One Republic, mm -hmm. like, throughout the entire series. I like that because you get to hear different parts of the bands. It's so funny because, yeah, the, the Fray is, like, such a huge band, but they all it also seems so closely tied to the Vampire Diaries because of just how well they use the few songs. Um, yeah. I mean, the two major ones are uh, Never Say Never and then Ungodly Hour at the end of 
memorial in episode yeah. or in season four when Damon's talking to Rick's ghost. Yes, I love there. I love almost all. I think there's more than there's like a couple more. Oh yeah, no, I was just saying those are the two big examples. The, oh, the ones that stick mm -hmm. out to you the most are the the biggest right. songs of theirs. I got you. Yeah, but I love all of them. And then Lilla was about to say that um, it's fun about the fray because of... Candace and the lead singer. Right, right. Yeah, they're married. Yeah. Uh, do we... Oh, yeah, and we got Down by Jason Walker as mm -hmm. another collective favorite. Yes. Um, I don't think I had any other ones written down, but... Um, yeah, there were 20, too many. 21 Guns plays by... Um, Blink-182, or Green Day, or who is that? <laughs> Green Day? Green Day! Green Day! Okay. Yeah, I don't, I didn't listen to that album by Green Day. I, I never listened to it, so I didn't really know. I, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah, that, I, I used to be into their early stuff, um, so I still have this, like, residual disdain for everything that was after Insomniac or whatever, or no, Nimrod. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. Yeah, all right. That's uh, does it for songs, I think. So we can move into superlatives. Yeah, uh, we Lilla, just have, we... Lilla just bounced around about it. She's super excited. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we have three for today. We have the Plan C Sarah Award, which we're probably always going to have because there are always great deliveries in this show. Yes. Um, we have the Red Flannel Award, which I already mentioned. And we covered last episode. And then we have a new one, which I'm very excited to announce because it's one of my favorite gags in the whole show. And that is the Soap Dish Moonstone Award for the worst decision or most boneheaded behavior. Um, obviously named for Damon hiding the moonstone in the soap dish, even though a human doesn't own his house and any vampire can just waltz in whenever they want. And Catherine was staying with him at that time, so it's just like... Probably could have picked a better spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll start with uh, the Red Flannel Award. Okay. Uh, my big one was uh, Grams at the end of episode seven. She's looking really good, and it's yeah, like we a, loved her too. Like a dark blue, like shirt with like bejeweled um, lapels or whatever it's called. The 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 hem. I'm. Whenever I talk about clothes. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> I I know absolutely nothing. Oh, <laughs> you're doing a great job. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> um, we had a bunch. Yeah, um, so. we both loved Elena with the red shirt and leather jacket. Oh yeah, the classic. Yeah, she looks really good in red. Um, and then I really loved. Um, let me see. Flashback to the brothers in suspenders. Mm -hmm. Both of them wearing those suspenders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they look really cute. Yeah, I love I love the way Damon like hooks his thumbs in his. Yeah, and then Lilla really liked um in that same flashback. Uh Kath's dress. <sighs> she looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not the first one where she gets out with the hoop skirt like you mentioned. Yeah. But it's like, it's prettier and like florally and she's like running around and giggling that Lilla hates. But, <laughs> <laughs> but she looks so good. And uh, I also 
love Care in the jean jacket in the hallway. Yes, her and Bonnie both look great there. Uh, I had yeah. Um, I had Bonnie's like loose white top. I thought she looked really good. Yeah, I, I think couldn't. I couldn't stop looking one. at Caroline's hair, so I didn't really notice her clothes. But <laughs> oh yeah, Caroline's hair looked so good. Yeah, that's what I said when we were rewatching it. Yeah, and like um, I think it's the the embroidered top you're talking about that has mm -hmm. like the different color. Yes, I love that. I love that on Bonnie. Yeah, and I think my favorite of the costumes has to be Elena's, just because she looks great. But honestly, everyone looks great in their costume. Um, so Lila, Lila's gonna disagree with you oh, on that. Oh, here one. we go. <laughs> I loved, I love Bonnie and Care's witch's outfit. Yeah, <laughs> she loved them in the witch costume. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean I do too. I'm just saying the if I had to pick one. Yeah, that's funny. Um, and then I had Jer's perfect emo look because <laughs> he's flawless in the kit. Like, he's in the kitchen with Elena, and he's wearing, like, a black tee that has, like, a white forest landscape yeah. on yeah, it. Yeah, it's, yeah, so it's so weird. And he's, his hair is so emo, and he's yeah. got all the bracelets. In my notebook, like, if you looked at it, you would just see Jer's hair. so emo. It's, like, in all caps. All caps. Yeah, I, I, Lil, I was saying last time that, like, when I really have to write something in all caps, I, like, pick up my pen the way, like, a little kid would hold a crayon, like, with their whole fist and just, like, rake the pen across the paper. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, I think the last one I had that I haven't already mentioned is... Uh, the rare appearance of Matt for this award. I, for some reason, was really into... He had, like, a dark red Henley on and then, a, like, a gray vest over it. And, I don't know, just thought he looked oh, yeah. more decent than usual. Oh, yeah, the good on him. Yeah. Yeah. He's never too like ostentatious with his fashion, but he has some good choices. I think uh, yeah. we probably have to give it to Catherine, right? Um, yeah, I think Catherine. Uh, just, I mean, you know, it depends on, like, just raw enjoyment, but in terms of flamboyance, can't be beat, really, with the, uh, the 1800s dresses, so. Yeah. We'll give it to her. Yay. That doesn't mean we, yeah. we, doesn't mean we approve of the flashbacks, we approve no. of Nina <laughs> in the flashbacks. Very exactly. much so. Exactly. Alright, so we'll move on to... The Soap Dish Moonstone Award. Oh, um, most of these are going to be for the same person, I would guess. <laughs> but we'll, you know, discuss. Yeah, uh, Lila has ahead. a good one. <laughs> um, was letting Logan do anything? <laughs> yes. <laughs> for real. Like, not even just giving him the gun. Like, bringing him there at all. Telling him anything. Just... <laughs> yeah. It, like, it's it's disturbing that the woman who is in charge of the law enforcement for the town has such little ability to tell that he is a little weasel, as uh, Dick Lockwood says. Yeah, let's let the weaselly news reporter go into yeah. the woods with a compass and a gun. Like, yeah, what? with the compass. <laughs> with the compass. Oh my god! I don't understand why they idiot. would give it to him when he was the only one alone. Ugh, yeah, it just Ugh. makes no sense. It's so awful. That, that honestly, that's going to be hard to beat, honestly. It's it's That's a really good one. And then you have one and I have one, and I think they're different. So why don't you go? Um, I was going to, well, I have a few. I was okay. going to say 
um, Stefan just ha- him having Elena at the house at all while he's like mentoring Vicky. Yeah. And then not only that, but him leaving her. Right. Alone. It's just like, like he just says over and over again he wants to protect Elena over everything, but he just just makes so many weird her. decisions like that. <laughs> right, he leaves her with a like a transitioning vampire. <laughs> right. Or like, well, she and is I, a vampire at that point, right? And I also had uh, Damon acting like the sun will suddenly not burn him for some reason. Oh yeah. Uh, like I I love the the bit where they're <laughs> dancing around and he like gets like you know, burned by it by accident. But then later when he's just like bored and he's just like putting his hand in it, like, right. why? Like, does he think he's not going to get burned? I know. Like what <laughs> he does he think is going to happen? It's so funny. Um, you know, maybe this time, or I mean, I was just saying earlier how, even though I've seen him a million times, I still hope Lexi's not going to die. So I guess I can relate a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I'll never forgive Damon for. Cause yep. like, Nope, nope, nope. Nope, it's an unforgivable one. Um, did you have any more of those? Or my turn? Uh, also, uh, just Stefan, like, treating Matt like he's just a minor annoyance and not Ugh. the brother of the girl that he's trying to, you know, help. Like, if he really wanted to help her, he would make sure Matt at least had some idea what was going on, whether it was the truth or not. But, like, when he... When they're just like facing off because Vicky accuses Stefan of bothering her or whatever. Right. And like she runs away and Stefan just like shoves Matt to the side. Like he's just like an obstacle. And it's just like, just talk to him. Like say something. Like he eventually says, you know, I went through something similar. Uh, so I thought I could help her. And like, why not just say that? Like, he, of course, he's going to be confrontational if he thinks that you're harassing his sister. So just Right. It's, yeah, it's like really weird behavior, especially from someone who has been a vampire for this long. Right. And like, we see in later flashbacks everything he's gone through as a vampire. So it just doesn't make sense that in this situation, he wouldn't have any idea how to handle it. Like, come on. <laughs> come on, Steph. Yep. There's a there's a lot of like come ons in these episodes. Yes, for real. Um, mine is Damon like taking Vicky out <laughs> at dusk to try to yes. help her like learn what's good about being a vampire. Except he teaches her to vamp run, and then she vamp runs away. Yeah, he just zips <laughs> zips right out of there. Yep, and Damon's just like, oops. Me, me. <laughs> yeah, he goes, uh, my bad. <laughs> yes, like, typical Damon. Yeah, so we love our bumbling Salvatore brothers, but... Yes, we do. Again, I think it has to go to Liz for some reason thinking Logan <laughs> was in any way reliable or trustworthy. I just yeah. can't... Oh my god, why? Yeah, I completely agree. He's like the dumbest person. Ugh, and then he, oh, I just can't wait for him to come back and we get to talk about that. Oh. Yes. It's gonna be great. I just hate Logan so much. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, he's the worst. He's the worst in so many different ways. Alright, so we have Plan C Sarah, which is my favorite. Ooh, I have a really good one for Plan C Sarah. Yay. Let's hear it. You want to go first, kiddo? Uh Uh-huh. So, um, it's when Vicky's, like, 
do you have a girlfriend? Because you're so cool and hot. And then Damon's like, I know. You're like, totally cool and so hot. I know. I know. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. That's so Damon. Um, you have another good one for this, too. Um, uh, Jeremy's line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your lips keep moving, but I don't know why. Your, your lips keep moving. I don't know why. I had that one, too. I had that one, too. I love that one. I love it's that one, so too. so funny. And then he just walks out the door. Um, and, like, he has a point, because if someone Elena cared about were missing, she wouldn't go to school either. She'd be out searching for them. So I don't yeah. understand why. I mean, I guess, you know, she has to be the big sister or whatever because apparently Jenna is somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know where, but. <laughs> right. Like, where did she go? Um, I have, I've been 17 years old since 1864. <laughs> I've been 17 years old since 1864. I also have that one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I swear, I'm pretty sure. Like Paul almost loses it. Like when, like after he says that, and then the camera cuts back to Elena, and then it cuts back to him, and I, you can see like the corners of his mouth tilt up just the littlest bit. <laughs> like he's breaking. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> I won't. I want to rewatch it now and see that. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I was just like looking for it, but I mean, I don't know and how you could. He doesn't even look like he's 17. He looks way older. Not at all. Not <laughs> yeah. at all. He does not pass for a 17-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> the the best is when uh, Liz like comes to Damon's house to talk to him about stuff. And, uh, you know, they go away from Steph and she's like, yeah, I got to keep the kids out of this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he is a kid. <laughs> yeah, he's a kid. <laughs> um, Lilla had... Uh, when Elena's just like, what are you? <laughs> Classic. What? what are yeah, we had we we had that one for the last episode too. The rare double appearance. Oh yeah, <laughs> rare. All right. What are yours, Jack? Uh, so I had, like I said, I had. I've been seventeen years old, and your lips keep moving. Uh, but I also had Catherine saying, "You have no idea the future I have planned for us, Stefan. You, me, and Damon. You have no idea of the future I have planned for us, Stefan." You, me, and Damon. Yeah, I wrote it's that so, down too. It's so <laughs> it's unsettling. So yeah. <laughs> it is so unsettling. <laughs> um, and then I had Damon at the end of Haunted saying, you need to leave. Your wounds are bleeding and you need to leave. You need to leave. Your wounds are bleeding and you need to leave. I had that. Yay! I love that line so oh, much. Also, I have another one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, why do I have to pee? I thought I was dead. Why do I have to pee? I thought I was dead. <laughs> when Vicky says that, <laughs> oh she she God. does the she does the transition so well. I mean, we'll we'll she praise uh, Candace's performance as well, but oh, it, yeah. like Kayla really nails the just frenetic confusion and rapid fire thoughts. Like you can really see all of the stuff that her brain is going through. Um, when she's got those big bubble sunglasses yes. on and she's like, my teeth hurt. Yeah, my, my gums. There's something in my like, gums. My gums. My gums. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like that is, she does such a good job for that. Yeah. Um, I have one last line. Um, oh, don't be bitter. It provokes wrinkles. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great Bonnie one-liner. <laughs> oh, don't be bitter. It provokes wrinkles. 
Yeah, when Care and Bonnie are at the lockers. I just love that line. Oh, I actually have one more. Oh, geez, Lil. <laughs> what is it? You can't miss her. She's a vampire. Yes. You can't miss her. She's a vampire. Oh, yes. Matt. Yes, yes, yes. Anytime, anytime Matt too. says, like, vampire but doesn't really mean it, it's great. Like, when he says, she says yeah. he was a vampire yeah. in episode two. Um... Oh yeah. yeah, but the, he does a really good job. The of one that I didn't mention do, uh, that honestly might be my pick is when Vicky's in the woods and she says, "I want to go home. Will you take me home?" No, I want to go home. <laughs> Will you take me home? Poor Vic. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the whole thing is upsetting, but just that moment where she just breaks and like. You can, like, this concept of home that she wants to go to, like, might not even exist. Yeah. Because... I just feel so bad for Vic. <sighs> yeah, I do, too. Uh, yeah, like, I get she's annoying sometimes, but how can you hate yeah. her with the passion that some people hate her? I don't understand. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I like... Uh, that line's so good and devastating. Mm -hmm. um, Man, I don't know. I don't know. Who gets? Was there any? Were there any that were on all three of our lists? Um, uh, oh, uh, because is it the, we had so many. The lips keep moving one. Yeah, we all had that. Did. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that seems uh, that seems that seems a little lackluster. It's, yeah, that's not as. I mean, it's funny and good, but yeah. like, it's not. I don't know if that's gonna win Plan C, Sarah. I mean, this is a very yeah. prestigious award here. <laughs> I think I'm I am gonna make my case for Vicky's I want to go home just because we probably are not going to be able to award any more awards to Vicky until you know season five maybe season five and then yeah. season eight is the next time she comes in so I feel some sort of obligation to recognize her hardship yeah I do really like that one yeah let's give it to Vic mm -hmm. she right. deserves it Good job. The rare. <laughs> we good job, Vicky. Good job for being sad so well. <laughs> we love you, Vicky. <laughs> we really do, and we will miss you dearly. Yes. Okay, so that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, thank you for sticking around this long, as always. We very much appreciate you, and we are looking forward to hopefully the many interactions that we'll have with people because of this podcast. Um, so even if you don't want to be a guest and you just want to send us a message with a question or some praise, we, we would love to hear some compliments or some constructive criticism to anything. Absolutely. Um, message the Instagram or the email. It's tvdjkpod at gmail.com. And I promise you we'll see it and we will read it and we will cherish it and we will get back to you as well. Yes. And... <laughs> Yeah, uh, like I said, follow the Instagram. We just hit 50 followers today, which I was excited about. Yay! What? Thank you all. Yay! And we're almost to 10 Spotify followers. Uh, so that's a huge milestone. <laughs> Yay, I'm so excited. So yeah, thank you to, thank you to whoever is out there uh, with our voices in your ears. We love you. Yes, we do. <laughs> all right. Uh, do you guys have anything to say that we didn't cover? Um, nope. Should be good. 
All right. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us, Lilla. You're an amazing guest. I have one more thing to say. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. That you Vampire Diaries is the best show ever. <laughs> Vampire Diaries. Yes, is it the is. Best show ever. And we that, just love it so much. We love it so, so, so much. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. That was, yeah. I'm glad you said that because that, that's that's a much better way to end it. <laughs> thank you, Caroline, for taking care of me. JK out. We need to keep creating moments like these. Because moments are all we have. We need to remember to live.